Welcome to the Backbone Podcast, where we were discussing all things pertaining black motherhood, real mothers, real conversation, real black. We are your host. Hey, it's your girl, Jerrica. Hey, everybody, it's Kia. Hey, y'all, it's Katrina, and welcome back to Backbone Podcast. So today we have a special guest. We have Miss Felicia Ingram with us, and we're so excited to have her. She's a mother of four, so I'll just go ahead and let her introduce herself and tell us about herself a little. Hi, my name is Felicia Ingram. I have four daughters. The ages go from 18 to 30, and it's a long, not hard, but should be difficult process. And, you know, I was a single mom for a long time, so I kind of did it on my own and just figured it out. All righty. So if you kind of want to just dive into how it was being a single mother at first and just kind of your experience on being a mother of four and also just having four girls, because I can only imagine all the attitudes. So <laughs> if you kind of want to just dive in and tell us about your story. Okay. Yes, I was a single mother and it is a lot of attitude and girls. I don't have any sons, so I don't really know how boys act, but I know girls are jealous. They argue a lot. Everybody kind of wants the same thing, but they don't want to look alike or be alike, but they want the same thing. You have to treat them all the same, but different because everybody has a different attitude. And they grew up, like I was saying, I, my mom, like I took some of the experiences from me growing up into how I raised my kids, which may have not have always been the best thing to do. But as you go, you learn. So you just start to do better. You try to do better with your kids. And it's it's not easy. It's not easy. Not having the father there is, you know, because your kids look at you like, well, why didn't we go on vacations? Or why didn't we do this, that, or the third? And sometimes, you know, it's just not, it doesn't work within a one-parent home. And they... It's a lot to worry about because, you know, they're all girls. So if something happens, they end up getting pregnant or whatever, it kind of falls back on you as the mother because they're bringing home the babies and all these situations. So it was a lot to deal with. At one point, I had this girl was trying to fight one of my daughters. And so I had to sick one of the other girls. You know, it was just, it made me really upset because she wouldn't fight back. She come home and I was so upset about it. And I was just like, wow, I don't, I cannot believe that this is going on. And it's just always something. I feel like they do talk to me about certain things, but I feel like sometimes they shy away from telling me like what's going on because I don't know if they just don't want to hear my opinion or they just don't want me to be mad at the situation or the other person. I, I don't know. And I still haven't figured that out. But they are very different, but similar. So dealing with the attitudes and the feels like they kind of take turns being mad. You know, like one, they're not all mad at the same time or it's not all the same thing going on, but it's like they take turns, literally. Like, and it's not that you want to get into it with your kids, but somebody's always upset about something. So that is crazy. But it happens like that, especially when you have multiple kids. So 
you just have to figure it out and work it out. And it's not always easy. And there's no manual to tell you how to be a mom or how to, how you're supposed to treat your kids because you, you can't treat them all the same. The way you treat one, you can't treat the other one like that. And you just figure it out as you go along. I mean, yeah. Process. Yeah. And it's, it's good to hear you say that because obviously my son is only three and then I'm pregnant now. And I really feel the same because my mom used to say that to me, like, you can't treat all of your children the exact same because everyone has a different personality. Everyone acts different. So what you do to one child, you can't necessarily do to the other because they might take it a certain way and stuff like that. And then also as far as like there being no manual, Nakia and Jerrica and I have talked about that multiple times on this podcast about there's literally no manual to parenthood. You know, you kind of are just like just brought in, you know, you go through your experience, you have your child and you kind of just figure it out as you go and you kind of just like hope for the best. So it's very good to hear you say that as well, because sometimes I just would think to myself, like, am I doing the right thing? Like, I don't know. I think this is right. So I'm gonna try it this way. Or, you know, I'll try to take some of the stuff how I was raised. Not all of it, because there's some stuff how I was raised that I don't agree with. But you know, just try to take different experiences and try to put that into my parenting as well. So yeah, it's, it's really good to hear you say that as well. I have a quick question. You said that not one child is the same. So as a mother of four, how did you basically show your daughter's love without making the others feel less than or unloved? You kind of got to figure out what the need is for that particular child, what they like. I think that they feel like you have a favorite to them. To me, I love them all. I don't have a favorite, but I try to show them all love in different ways, whatever it's like. Just say, for instance, Shayla wants to, like we go to dinner or we do lunch or brunch or whatever. That's our thing. And then with the daughter next to Shayla, Maybe we do nails or we go get our nails and toes done or something. Like it's got to be something that they're interested in or they're going to feel like, well, well, you did that with her. I don't want to do that. Well, that's your favorite. Or if you do something, it's kind of hard, honestly. To be honest with you, it really is kind of hard because somebody is always going to feel a way no matter what you do. If I buy one daughter perfume because that's my thing, then... It's kind of like, well, why didn't you buy me in? Well, that's not what you like for real. So I'm, I'm buying you what you like, which would be something else, uh, clothes or whatever. It's kind of hard because I feel like they, they're all looking at me at the end of the day. Like, okay, I love you, but well, you did this for her, even though they know they may like something else. Do, am I explaining it right? You are. Basically, I feel like you're saying like you have to speak to your kids in their own personal love language. A lot of times as mothers or as people, period, we love people how we love in our own love language, but you have to love your kids in their own love language just like you would your man or your husband. So that's what I took from it. My quick question. So I don't know how old your children are, but do any of them have kids yet? One of them does. One has two kids and the other three don't have any. Okay. And do you feel like when your daughter had children, do you feel like 
the relationship changed at all? Like maybe she understood you better because she's now a mom or like how did the, was there a difference in the dynamic of your relationship with her after she became a mother? The first child, I don't feel like she, the dynamic really changed. I feel like she didn't get it. This baby, the new baby that she has, I feel like the dynamic is changing. It's starting to change because she's starting to see because the the first child is older now. So you're starting to see some of the things that I used to tell her and talk to her about as far as when you guys have kids. You guys may not think that this, what I'm doing is right or you don't like what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, when you have kids, they're probably going to go through the same process somewhat. So I think it's changing now because she's starting to say, well, you know, when you used to say this or I did this and you was upset about that or I always had had the last word. Well, you know, my daughter, she always want to have the last word. Yeah, because girls are, we feisty and we like to lip and say what we want to say. So, yeah, I feel like the dynamic's changing now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was just wondering because I feel like, I think probably for all of us personally, I feel like once I became a mother, I understood not that it perfected our relationship or anything, but I understood my mom in a different way. And I was able to like humanize and empathize with her because I feel like most of the time as kids, our mom is just like mom. She's mom and she does everything. And we don't really consider how she feels in her world and everything that being a mom really entails. So that's kind of what made me ask that question. Yeah. Do you feel that any of your girls had any resentment about their childhood or felt any type of way about you as a mother? I know as moms, we try our best to do everything right. But as you stated, there's no handbook. So a lot of times we grow up and have a lot of resentment for the things that our moms may have done that we didn't see that was right in our eyes. So we like to blame a lot of stuff that goes on with us on our parents. So did you find that happening to you with any of your girls as they got older in life? Absolutely. They all have had resentment. I feel like every single one of them. And I I have to say that I'm not perfect. I do make mistakes. I didn't make mistakes raising them. And they've all had their own resentment towards me. Absolutely. And they've confronted me with it. And, and I've spoke my piece on it. Could I have done better then? Absolutely. But again, not knowing, you know, what I wanted to do myself sometimes and being in relationships with men that may be your child's father or may not be, it's a sticky situation sometimes. And especially when it's not their dad and They may not like that person or whatever the situation is. Or for me, I'm more of a, I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And I'm not going to play with you about serious things. So I tell them how I feel still to this day. And I think as they get older, they can accept it. But it was a time when I asked one of my daughters, like, do you feel close to me because I feel close to you. And she said, no. And I'm like, what? How how do you not feel close to me? And I'm like there all the time for you. And I think it was just a situation that she had never said, I didn't really like that you did this. 
And then one day she did say something to me about it. And we talked about it and I told her why I did what I did. And then now I feel like we're closer. But yeah, they definitely had resentment. But I think it's a kind of a chain reaction. You know, it just trickles down. So no matter what you do, you're probably going to make a decision that they don't like and they're going to come back years later with, well, I didn't like what you did or I feel like you ruined my life or whatever it is. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just to piggyback off kind of what Jerrica and Nakia were kind of both asking you. Once I became a mom, I did really start to look at my mom differently, like in a positive way, of course. Um, I always viewed her positively. But once I became a mom, it's I don't know if it was just like an instant click in my brain where I just was like, wow, I can't believe I ever disrespected my mom like or I ever was talking back or doing stuff like this. I don't know. I feel like it's like until you become a mom, you really can't put yourself or not just a mom, you know, I guess a father as well. Until you become a parent, you really don't understand like all the things that your parents do for you. It's just you just think like you don't really see them as like a person. You just see them as this is my mom. This is what she's supposed to do until you're in that situation. And then also, as far as like the whole resentment thing, like I felt like I kind of resented my mom in some ways for maybe certain ways how she raised us. But then once I got older and I start to kind of like ask her questions, she really opened up and she was like, well, I did this because I didn't have a choice or I raised you guys like this because that is how I was taught and I thought it was right. But now that I'm older and wiser, I know that it's not right. So I think it's really good for us to be able to have those conversations with our parents because like you said, all of your daughters may have had some resentment towards you, but until you guys had that conversation, they may not even understand why you did that. You probably, whatever you did was probably for the best, but until they can like become a parent, they may not even like understand it. So I feel like that's like something that, or I, maybe I didn't realize until becoming a mom, like no matter what you do, as hard as we try to do right by our kids, it's, it's things that we're not going to get right. And so when they're older and it comes back, it almost probably feel like a gut punch because you poured so much into them. And then for them to resent you in ways <laughs> when you're doing the best that you can, I know that it's like has to hurt. And so I don't think it's like, how do you prepare yourself for that? It's like you just know that it's coming or you hope that it doesn't come. I don't know. I feel like it's like inevitable, but it's not really talked about that much. I don't know. I think that it you really don't know that they resent you because like you said, you you think you're doing the best that you can. You're really trying. You're really trying to get in there and, and do the best that you can. You love your kids. You make sure they have school clothes, all their supplies and the shoes and clothes and get their hair done. And these are the things I'm I'm really worried about because you know, I don't want them to look bad. I don't want them to be made fun of in school. So I'm concentrating really on trying to make sure they have a roof over their head and they have food and like all that other personal stuff that they feel like you've done so bad and you wouldn't let me go here and you wouldn't let me spend the night here and I don't have any friends. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. It's just like, what, what else do you want me to do sometimes? Because you're doing the best that you can do. And like I said, not having, in my case, the dads weren't really present. The one was, but the other one was not present at all. He paid his child support and that's it. And 
he wasn't present. So yeah, I wasn't able to do like family trips because it was just me and them. And that it's a lot to deal with three kids. And I don't want to be, I'm just a woman myself. So, and I got three girls. I can't, I don't want to go out of the country or anything like that. And as crazy as people are alone. So you just don't really know if they're going to come back and say, you, you've ruined my life, mom. And I had a cousin I was talking about that with, and I think her daughter was on that whole, you ruined my life. And she's like, I, I just don't understand how she can even say that to me when I did nothing but take care of her and be there for her and try to make life easier for her. And sometimes being older, when you get my age, you don't understand. Just like the kids that we have don't understand. We don't understand either sometimes. So it's just, I don't think you can prepare for it. But when they come to you with it and they want to talk about it, you just have to be open and honest and say how you feel. Don't sugarcoat it because it is what it is. But you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But I feel like kids are going to resent you regardless of whatever happened. You can be the best version of yourself you can be. But sometimes it just it, it's just what it is. They're going to regret. They're going to <laughs> think you're just sometimes just wasn't the best. But I feel like we have to explain to kids as well. Like, I feel like my mom, she did everything that she knew how to do. And I love her for that. And I understand so much more now. And I don't have any ill will or anything wrong to say about how she was as a mom, because I know she did everything in her being to be there for me and protect me. A lot of times we think that our parents are being mean when they're just being protective. And sometimes it just has to be explained that way. Like, I'm not doing this to be a cruel, mean mom. I'm doing this to protect you from the world that's out there, the cruel world that's waiting on you. At the end of the day, I'm trying to do my best to protect you at this moment. And sometimes the explanation can go a long way. I know back in the day, mom was like, because I said so. And as a kid, you like, whatever, she just mean. Like, that's not, sometimes you just need the explanation on why things are the way that they are. So as a parent, I'm going to try my best to make sure that I'm explaining a lot of things to my child so that she won't feel like she's just doing this because she's evil. Like, I want her to understand that I'm really trying to be the best mother that I can be to you and protect you and be there for you. And it may not always be right, but this is the way I know how to. Yeah. My mom kind of did the same thing. And now that I'm a parent and my mom, she was a single mother of four as well. So I can really like see how stressful just being a single parent of four kids was. But with the whole explaining thing, my mom just used to be like, do this because I said so. You can't go here because I said so. And even though she doesn't owe me an explanation as a little child, I feel like I'm definitely going to explain things to my children. Just for example, my mom never let any of us spend the night literally anywhere. Like my whole entire (laughs) childhood until I was 18. I only spent the night at literally like Nakia's house, but she's like family. So if it wasn't like my grandma or Nakia, I couldn't go. And I just, I was young and I'm just like, oh, my mom's being mean. She's not letting me hang out with my friends, blah, blah, blah. But she literally was protecting me. And I feel I'm going to do the same. I'm not going to let my children spend the night at places either. But that's just one example. Yeah. And I think that like 
our kids do deserve explanations. Like, I mean, they're people too, and they can understand, especially if they're old enough to understand, we should be explaining things to them. But even with that, I think, I think it's just inevitable that maybe, I mean, maybe not for everyone. Sometimes we just, we don't always have the tools that our kids feel like they need it from us. You know what I'm saying? We're just working with what we have. And sometimes as they grow up, they felt like they needed something or maybe a different version of us that we didn't have. And it's just kind of like a part of life. <laughs> like, okay, well, now you grow up and you figure it out. I'm doing the best that I can by you. I'm giving you all the love that I got. And that's really the most important thing, just your love, your support, your presence, and <laughs> everything else is just everything else. Like, But I don't know. I think I'm just so much more aware of that now as a mom. And I feel like becoming a mom helps to address those things. Again, it's like you understand your own parents so much better, whether you agreed with how they raised you or not. But I feel like it just broadens your perspective. And you just gotta, I don't know, take that own self-accountability because we all gonna have things. Our parents ain't gonna ever get it 100% right 100% of the time, but we out here doing the best we can with no instructions. Exactly. So Miss Felicia, you said that you were single mom for a long time. So my question is, when it came to you having all girls and dating, how did you go about that when it came to introducing a man or even just trying to find the time to date as a single mom? I think introducing them, they like, okay. And one of my daughters had told me with an ex, she said, from the very beginning, she said, I don't like him. And of course, my questions were, well, did something happen or that I need to know about? And she said, no, I just, I just really don't, just, I just don't like him. I just don't like his vibe, like his, I just don't care for his personality or whatever. And she's about 12, maybe at the time. So I'm not. I'm like, okay, well, she really couldn't tell me what it was about him. So me being who I am, stupid, not, I definitely probably should have took heed. And he wasn't the greatest person. And I thought about that. I thought about that. Once I realized he, I don't think he's for me. I definitely thought about what she said to me about that. And I was like, man, I should have listened, even though she was only 12 at the time. Like she's seen it then. So she didn't really care for him. And he ended up not being the one and drug me through a whole bunch of craziness. And of course, I'm dragging them through the same craziness because they're with me. So it, I definitely felt bad about that after the fact and was like, man, I got to do better. So, and then I think, let's see, my, my last two daughters, father, I was with him for a little bit. And they were all young then. So they didn't really have anything to say about him. Like they didn't like him or anything like that. But he just was real possessive. And I didn't like it. So I felt like, again, it was a bunch of craziness. And I drugged them through that craziness again. And I'm like, when am I going to learn? So after this, this last relationship before I got married, it was just bad. And I just left. I left and I packed up all this stuff. I sent the younger two 
with her dad and the oldest I took with me, we, we just burned out because it was just a bad situation. So, and then I said, I wasn't going to date and I wasn't until I got myself together. Cause I was like, I, I really got to get myself together because I'm making all these bad decisions. I'm tired of dragging my kids through this craziness. I'm not going to do this again. And I didn't, and I didn't, I wasn't with anybody for like a year and I was trying to get my own self together and figure out what it was I wanted and what I did not want. I was like, I'm sticking to my guns. So once I introduced them to my husband that I'm with now, they were all on board. Everybody was on board and they were like, yeah, I really like him. And we've been married for like nine years now going on 10 and we're, we're all good. We're all just one big happy family now. So it all worked out. But those last two relationships before him, it was terrible. So is there, for single moms out there, is there like advice that you'll give them on like time frame, especially with little girls and men? Like how soon should a man meet your kids or be introduced or even know about your kids in general? Yeah, I would say be very careful with that and wait a while to let your kids meet them. And even like, I would definitely not be bringing them over. Like if you're going to date them or go out with them, you, you meet them out or at their place or whatever. But yeah, I would leave my kids out of it for a little bit until you really get to know who they are. And if you think you want to move further with them into a relationship and you can really trust them, then I would say that's when you would probably want to introduce your kids or whatever. But when they, if your kids tell you something, I mean, and I, I didn't listen. I'm saying that I did not listen. Should I have listened? Absolutely. But they have something to say about them that they don't really like them or they don't know what it is about them. Yeah, you might want to take heed. And even though we think we know what's best because we're the adults. So you're like, oh, yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. But yeah, they do. So yeah, take your time. Bet them. I have a question. So I know that you said that you kind of just, you may have took some of the things that your parents did to you and kind of instilled that into your children. But what are some of the things or what are some of the ways that you were parented or some things that your parents did to you where you were just like, yeah, I'm absolutely not doing that? Or what are some of the things that your parents did show you where you were like, okay, I'm absolutely doing that with my children? My mom and dad divorced when I was like two. So my sister was around my dad and I wasn't. So my mom kind of raised me on her own. She did eventually marry later on, but it was just me because my sister's like 14 years older. So she, there wasn't a bunch of friction in the house because I had nobody to argue with or a sibling or whatever because she was gone. But she took me shopping and she did things for me, but she was old school. And she, when I did something that she did not like, she definitely was like, take this knife and go across the street and cut off a switch. And I'm like, are you serious? And she's like, absolutely. She was that type of mom. And so she would peel the stuff off. I don't know if y'all know about switches, but it's no joke. And when I was like, eh, I really don't want to do that to my kids, but I'm going to have to discipline them in a way. I kind of brought some of that over when raising my kids, but not to that degree, you know, but then I realized that some of my kids 
like you could talk to them. They have more reasoning. And then some just ain't listening to you at all. Some you might have to whoop and some you may may have to just yell at or ground. Like sometimes the, the spanking does no good. And I was raised kind of that way. So that's something I had to really think about. It don't really work for my kid. She didn't really yell or anything like that. I was kind of a yeller too, because I was stressed. I think I'm not making no excuses. I'm just telling you, I was stressed. So I was kind of a yeller and I would ground the kids when they did something bad or what they kind of, they was at each other's throat. So I'm always trying to be the peacemaker and stop them from arguing. They never really fought each other or anything like that, but they would argue all the time. So yeah, just, I guess a little bit about the discipline. Yeah. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with a whooping, Miss Felicia. I'm a strong believer. Spank that child if need be. Yeah, I agree. I can kind of say that's one of the things I said that I was not going to take because we definitely got whooped with switches and belts and a whole bunch of other things. So I said that when it comes to raising my children, I'm definitely going to discipline them. My son's three and he knows when he's doing something wrong. So he may get spanked, but just to a certain degree, like I... I mean, I'm sure my, you know, I may change when he's like 10 or something, but I just can't see myself hitting him with the switch. But then again, who knows when he's, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ain't going to never say never. I believe in whoopings. <laughs> they did good. I wasn't the kid that needed a lot because I was the punishment kid. You just give me a punishment. That whooping was just too much for me. But I believe in spanking the child and there's nothing wrong with it. Just knowing who your child is. Because some of these kids, they don't listen. And you can yell, scream, shout, whatever. They ain't getting it. So sometimes they need to be tapped a little bit. It ain't going to hurt them. Don't dust them off. They're going to be all right. Well, I have another question. So I know I hear lots of parents say they were never really ready for kids. And I feel like there's never, or at least for me, like I'm 30 and I'm about to have my second child. And I feel like I might be more prepared than I was for my first one because I had him at 25, almost 26 or 26, almost 27. But when you had your children, do you say that you were prepared or how would you say? Because I feel like you can never really be prepared. No, I don't think I was prepared at all. I just, I had my first child at 20, I think, which is super young. So, and the second one at like 20, or something super young and then the third one at like 25 I'm popping them out right and the last one at 31 so by the time I had the last child I definitely was looking at how I did the other kids and what didn't work and what probably wasn't gonna work with her so but I definitely was not ready I had the kids and then when you're young like that you really think you in love and you think the man's going to be there and he's going to help you. And you don't in your mind think that you're going to be doing this alone. And that was kind of my thought at the time. So yeah, I wasn't prepared at all. I didn't know what to do. I remember having my very first child and calling my mom to ask her, when do I feed the baby? And she's like, you don't wake up the baby. The baby will wake up when she's hungry. She'll cry when she's hungry. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because I didn't, I had no clue. And just bringing them home and 
like I said, you in your mind, you think, oh, this guy really loves me. He likes me. We're going to get married one day. And none of that happens. And then you end up raising the child by yourself and or the children. You end up paying for your own place to live and everything in it. Like, so, yeah, I was so unprepared. And it took me a while to figure it out. But the last one, I was I was way more prepared because I had already done this three times prior. So, yeah, I was more prepared. If you can give advice to our listeners who are becoming moms or who struggling with motherhood, what's one piece of advice that you would give them? I think just don't think about it too hard. Relax if you're pregnant read some books. It's good to read up on different things, different books out there and, and just do your best. There's really no manual for how to do it. You just have to, to do your best and know that you put your, your best foot forward and that it will all work out in due time. So now that your children are pretty much all adults, except, well, Whitney, she's 18 now, right? Yes. She's a young adult, not quite an adult, but What advice would you give all of your children now that they're like of age, they're growing pretty much all adults? Like what advice would you like? What one piece of really good advice would you give to all of them? I would say definitely live your life while you're young, like go to college and have fun as a young adult. You could really pump the brakes on the whole relationship thing. I know everybody wants to be with somebody eventually or have a boyfriend or whatever, but There really is no rush. And I think that clouds your judgment when you're young. And I tell them all the time, take your time. Like, it's okay to be alone. You're only 24, whatever it is, 18. Like, it's not a big deal. Enjoy your life while you can. Enjoy hanging out with your friends and just doing other things because the time for the relationship will come. And every, I don't think... Every young woman is ready to be tied down and locked down like that at super young. So figure out who you are first and enjoy being a young adult before you move into all these permanent situations is what I do tell my daughters. Like, enjoy life because life is short and you don't get those moments back. Once you live a moment in a minute and an hour, you don't get it back. So enjoy life. I love it. Thank you, Miss Felicia, for sharing your story with us today. It was amazing. Thank you for all of your insight. Being a girl mom, it really helped out. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, we appreciate it. Yes, this was awesome. We will definitely have to have you come back as a guest again sometime because this was such a great conversation. So thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Bye. Well, Backbone family, this is another episode. It was a great conversation with Miss Felicia, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Backbone Podcast.